It's the Forage Connection, grazing, growing, and feed with your hosts, Ben and Sarah. Today, we're going to look into a local resource for forage producers in South Dakota and Nebraska, the Northern Plains Forage Association. Well, this morning, we have a couple special guests with us. We get to interview two people. We've got David Elliott, who uh, is the operations manager at Drumgoon Dairy uh, in southeastern, eastern South Dakota there, north of Brookings. And David is kind of the uh, jack of all trades, I'd say, as operations manager. He does a little bit of everything there at the dairy. And we also have Jeff Jackson with us, who is the forage specialist for the area with cropland. Uh, Jeff also has some uh, ties to South Dakota. He was here a long time. Uh, He's in Missouri now, but you oftentimes hear or see of him when we talk forages and cropland is involved. So we're really excited to have these two with us today. And one special thing to point out about them is they're also the president and vice president of the Northern Plains Forage Association, which is a new association that was established about a year ago. Uh, in the Northern Plains region, and we're mostly South Dakota-based. We've got an Iowa member on the board, and we really reach out to the entire area of the Northern Plains, so several states. Uh, And this group has some pretty big goals and is picking up membership uh, one member at a time, but doing pretty well for just being here for a year. So today we're going to talk about the association, what it is, and why it's here. Why Why did this get started? So before we get too far into that, uh, David, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and why you got involved with this effort? Yeah, um, my name is uh, David Elliott. Uh, I, uh, I am, uh, along with my parents, we manage a drum goon dairy. We uh, came here in 2006. Uh, I was 14 at the time, and we brought our whole family, our immediate family, and they moved to build a 1,400-cow dairy farm, leaving our 150-cow dairy farm home uh, in Northern Ireland. And they um, came here and have uh, definitely benefited from South Dakota, the, the great soils, the, the great forages you can grow, and uh, that has allowed us to expand our herd up to 6,500 cows presently. And they... Uh, yeah, I got uh, invited into the uh, Forge Association by Sarah. They were looking for board members, and then somehow I ended up being the president of the whole thing. But I uh, um, definitely have enjoyed our meetings and enjoyed the connections I've made through it. It's a great organization, although very new, but uh, we've got big things coming. Well, thanks, David. And I like how you say that you somehow ended up being president. You're you're a very fitting role for president. And I think you were somewhat elected or appointed to that position. It wasn't just me. I'm not going to take the credit for that. No, there was a, a free and fair election, I think. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but David's been a great asset. He's done a lot of work and he has a really important job there with the dairy. So uh, we really appreciate the extra time you take to put into this. And I know just like Jeff, you're both really busy people, but we always say that busy people get the job done, right? So that's just that's just how it goes. Uh, so Jeff, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and why or how you got involved with this? So I tell you, I, this I think goes all, I joke about this all the time. They call me a forage specialist. I am in the hay business myself to a degree. I do a bunch of small square hay bales. 
And I joke with people that I should actually not like the alfalfa industry or the hay business at all because I grew up at home with a small square baler and no mechanical means to handle anything. So I should really not like it at all. So glutton for punishment, not smart. I don't know where this goes, but I think, you know, being on a, so I grew up on a small family farm in Northwest Iowa went to South Dakota State University, had the pleasure of being in Brookings for about 27 years. So I joke with the state people too that, you know, they're sometimes they, they have a false and deceptive advertising there because they say, you know, come to state, you can go anywhere from here. And I joked that something was wrong with that model because I'd been trapped in Brookings for 25 or 26 years. And everybody said that it wasn't the school that was my my personality that did it. But um, so I went to South Dakota State, started a career in agronomy business at a local retail, uh, had the opportunity to move to cropland as a district sales manager and spent five years doing that. Now I've been a full-time forage guy for 15 years. I spent a lot of that time, yes, in the I-29 corridor helping with the dairy business. So the fun thing for me is I met the Elliott family and uh, David's parents right away in 2006 when they all came to town. That was my first year as a full-time forage guy. Um, so it's been kind of fun for me to watch David come through some of this too, even though he doesn't realize it, I've watched him from the background. <laughs> so interesting enough. And I get to do a lot of technical support on forage production, whether it's variety selection, fertility, insects, management, all that kind of stuff. So very similar to what you guys do from a, you know, public standpoint, I get to do that on the private industry side. And uh, my territory has basically covered exactly the area that we are representing with this Northern Plains Forge Association. So Western Iowa, Western Minnesota, South Dakota, North Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, whatever we want to consider the Northern Plains. So it's been fun for me to see this all come to light right now. And um, so, yeah, I, I get to do a lot of that technical support if, in those areas. And now I live about 30 minutes north of Kansas City on the Missouri side. And uh, it's neat for me to get outside my comfort zone into a different box, if you will, to see different management practices, different pieces on a more intimate level versus um, living in one area and traveling outside. It's nice also to go spend some time doing production in another area. So kind of fun. So considering the background you both have and your involvement on the board. When you think back to how this all got started, uh, where do you see the association finding its place in the forage industry as we kind of move forward? You know, originally this whole thing, plant the seed planted itself, there was a few people from the area at a meeting, at a regional meeting, and we were like, geez, there's just nothing happening in South Dakota for a forage association, you know, maybe we should do something about that because surrounding states have one, but we don't have one. And somehow it morphed into this, what we have today, this regional association. And I think the big goal there was to make sure that everybody's welcome, right? Uh, not just anyone in South Dakota, but we wanted to make sure that it's open to anyone in the region who doesn't have access to an association close to them. So with that being said, 
Uh, where do you think we're going to find our place in the industry? Well, I, I would say that, um, yeah, we, we want to make the organization uh, a open and inclusive for all uh, branches of uh, um, agriculture and branches of forage de- a use or forage development. Um, we want uh, hay growers, small ruminants, large ruminants. Uh, we want to have a big tent uh, and we want to be able to bring everybody in because in many ways uh, the agricultural community is linked even if they don't think they are. We, uh, we use co-products, we use byproducts, we use hay, we use a, you know, people bale hay, sell it to us. Uh, it's not just us making our own crops at the dairy at least. It's a, a network of people that grow for us. It's a network of people that, uh, that sell to us. And uh, I think that uh, the goal of the organization is to, I guess, make a, a social aspect to that, but also a networking aspect that people that are looking uh, to develop their forage business or develop their, their grazing business um, have outlets for buyers of forage or for better knowledge of forage, better practices. Um, and uh, yeah, the goal is that we we grow and we represent the region and uh, we are uh, seen as a, a leader in bringing high quality speakers and having high quality events in the region. So I think that was a very good overview of exactly what we talked about. And I want to reemphasize again the fact that we did make a, an effort and a choice to call it the Northern Plains Forge Association so we felt more inclusive. Because, Sarah, when we started, I, I was with you the day that we all had this epiphany sitting in a meeting and we went, you know what, we really need to get another avenue for people to find information and be educated so for me it was the education and networking are the two things that i continue to to fall back on as well and calling ourselves the northern plains forge association feels more inclusive and not have silos as david said even though people in in all forage aspects as he mentioned grazing production all of those pieces together. And and we even encourage financial institutions to be involved because when you think about how much decision-making can be, I'm not going to say, uh, you can change the direction a little bit with financial management decisions. So in my mind, it even goes that deep to be representative and having people involved like financial institutions, insurance companies, whoever can help us help growers make the best decisions to make again and have sustainable quality forage production as one of our model points. Bringing people together, introducing people to different ideas, this whole networking piece is a a big, big deal because that's where a lot of the good ideas get shared and being able to open this up and having multiple states. I think there are so many businesses and aspects and even in our own companies or even at the university where things get so siloed, but we want to make a concerted effort to let people know it's not a dairy group. 
It's not a beef cow group. It's not a horse group, but it's all inclusive to forage production in general and to bring everybody together and multiple states because where a lot of these efforts are started, we have a lot of people that are farther from, I mean, so the group that we work with right now is really close to a lot of people in different states. So that's where it became very handy to have this whole collaborative effort between multiple states in the corners, um, but yet not let everybody uh, think that we are just Eastern South Dakota based. We are definitely trying to make sure we reach the Western parts of these states as well. So everybody keep that in mind as we go forward. But yeah, this is, um, I see it growing too, as David said, to the point where we get, we need to get people to understand that we're serious about what we're doing and we want this to be a big growth spurt and have new members, people with new ideas, uh, new ways of thinking of things. So Again, I think we're, we're on a neat trajectory to be that ex- a neat arm of networking and education. So you guys both mentioned a little bit um, being a member, a big part of that, the connections that you're making, the people that you're being exposed to, and, and just those relationships that you're building, um, which I, I think is a really critical part of you know, a lot of time pr- producers seems like we're too busy to go to conferences, to go to meetings, to be involved in organizations and, and things like that. And you really do miss out on a lot when you aren't making the time, you know, we, we can find a little bit of time to, you know, make a, a meeting or two a year or to sit on, on, on some of these discussions and, and make those connections in the industry. And I, I think that's really invaluable. Um, and I, I picked that up from, from both you, David and, and you, Jeff, when we talk about membership in the organization, um, is there any other big things that stand out for, you know, if you make your pitch to somebody, you run into somebody in the industry and you say, Hey, you need to join this group besides that, that connection with other folks. What's the, the main reasons that you think people need to get involved in this? Well, I, so personally, yes, the, the networking is one thing and be, um, but really, there are multiple ways people can gather information. And I think this is another really nice way to bring relevant forage information to people that, that might miss out. <laughs> I don't know how to even say that, but try to bring two or three different ways to pull it all together and bring them information versus them trying to attend five meetings or five different groups. Maybe they can help gather pertinent information quicker by being a part of this group as well. I, I don't know if that's a hundred percent right, but yet it's, I think there's, <laughs> yeah, the elevator speech is tough. Once you get past the point of, we really want you to be educated well and the networking of finding like-minded people that do very similar things, maybe in a different way. Yeah, I would, I would definitely second that, uh, Jeff. Um, the, the things, things that stick out to me is looking at the, the current landscape of agriculture. Uh, I would say anyone in agriculture, uh, needs to be looking into a, if you're, if you're, a a, a farmer or if you're related to the agriculture industry, looking for peer groups or looking for, 
um, groups that uh, meet um, some of the, I guess, m new way of thinking in agriculture. There is seems to be a switch. A, it's partially related to some of the stuff that's coming from the, the government, but a switch to more sustainable practices, whatever that buzzword means to you. And that, that is a, a part of our mission statement, sustainable, profitable, dependable forages. That's what we're trying to push. Um, so much of agriculture has become a bit, in my opinion, uh, a risky, volatile decisions on a, a volatile a weather patterns a, and making decisions that maybe aren't in the best interests of a, the cows you feed or the people that buy the feed for the cows. So I think we, we have to a, look at our practices and um, look at look at ways that someone can maybe have a, a less volatile a way of a running their farm and forages typically have been that uh, low inputs a potentially high imp high outputs with the weather so we, we want to we want to make it that you can find and with someone like Jeff's expertise in it fine-tune what's best for your operation what's best for your soil types what's best for your a uh, market and a uh, and give them the best information they possibly can to go home and they uh, feel like they've spent their day well going to a meeting to learn more about how to better their operation um so i i, I think a a farmer-led organizations uh have have a have not been a big thing in our area at least i can speak for Eastern South Dakota, um, and I think we have to try and, uh, and and make them happen. Make make people come to events. Make people a uh, engage a uh, debate. Get farmer panels going. Talk about what works for your area. Talk about what works for the other area. So yeah, I was just going to say. I think as I as I thought through that and listened to David again, it he hit right on the edge of what I was thinking in. We get caught up so many times in this is what we do. This is how we've done it. This is how we're going to continue to do it. And until you get outside and see some different pieces, be a part of something different. Uh, and, and not everybody's going to be a social media a follower to the point where they grab that information quickly and easily. And this is another avenue for people to find that information and and improve and i want to say this lightly to keep up with the way things are going but yet there's some truth to it that this is just another way uh so because because of what i said if you're not a social media person or really a technology driven person this gives you that hands-on let's go to join some meetings let's go to a summer seminar and a winter meeting and and gather some of that information and do it an, another way and stay engaged with what's changing. So, yeah. When I think you guys are hitting the nail on the head, you know, your mission statement is to promote sustainable, quality, profitable forage production. And that's what this group has been doing from the start. You know, there's been a great some great opportunities to network with people like you said at various meetings but also really for a group that's only been around for a year you've pulled in some great speakers 
um, and offered quite a few free or very reduced cost opportunities for people to do those things and learn from each other. And even, you know, promotion of research was pretty, you know, pretty top of mind for this group, not necessarily to be producing research or uh, financially backing research, but to promote that research and those results that are out there so that, you know, farmers can actually find a palatable resource, you know, palatable information, information that you can read and understand without reading an entire research paper. And I can say as the sole forage field specialist for SDSU Extension, there's no way I could do justice to that. So a group like this has been a great resource for myself and probably the likes of Ben and other agents, uh, extension agents and extension people around to be able to have a grower group to go to is really important. So as this evolves and hopefully grows, you know, it'll be a resource back to the university as well to provide more information to the public. I really think you, that's a great point because I see different things. You see different things. David Elliott sees everybody has their own experiences with different pieces. And when we can collaborate and talk about that stuff together and it's, and it's different than doing small plot research stuff as well. So it's all, it's just a neat, it's so cool to see the different ideas and things that people do. And you go, well, yeah, that might work good at, at David's place, but over at John's place, we need to look at X, Y, and Z. So having all the different resources of information come together and talk and be able to collaborate. And as we've said a hundred times already network, it's uh, it's, it's a great deal. It's been fun so far. Just having everybody under one roof and, just have those conversations. There's something when you're all face to face and you're able to talk and everything that it's different or special. I, you know, I, I have a hard time putting words to it. You can collaborate with people and work with people, but until you're all sitting around a table and someone throws out the idea and, and you have that organic discussion together, um, there's something different about that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, th this summer, um, we had an event in Beersford at the Southeast uh, Research Farm in, uh, for SDSU. Uh, we kind of sponsored it uh, with SDSU, but it was a great event to see um, multiple, not just a, it was, it was sorghum focused, but sorghum as a crop has multiple uses. And it was great to see a variety of people from multiple backgrounds. We had uh, crop farmers, we even had a uh, a, a dairy goat farmer from Canada come to the event. Um, it was it was a broad spectrum of people, but they all had the same goal, which was to better their organization and to grow a higher quality forage. And Jeff did a great talk on the sorghum. We had uh, experts uh, from all over the country uh, to talk about grazing specifically, talk about a uh, crop insurance. We the these events, uh, they don't they don't happen on their own, but they they definitely work great. Um, we 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 had a we had multiple states involved. A, a University of Nebraska Lincoln were part of it, and a MUU um, also part of it. A that it it it's the goal, I guess, isn't for us to be the one organization in the area, the premier regional forage association but uh, also to be a partner 
for other organizations that have a common goal or a similar goal and to and to enhance maybe their events or they maybe enhance our events but mm. we we have a you know we have a the central plains dairy expo we intend to a uh, go to that we have the uh, farm show in sioux falls in january ag horizons we plan to go and potentially the black hill stock show we we want to to get get where the people are going to be this winter for their meetings for their conferences and put a face to the name and uh, be there to answer any questions they have or to even ourselves learn what people are interested in learn what people are are doing what they're looking into um i think we're we're entering in, we, we are in an inter- information age where people everyone can find out how to do it a little bit um but like jeff said it's got to be specific to your farm you got to take what what people do in their operation i know ourselves there's things that work for our operation and uh, it can feel like a bit of a bubble uh, when you compare it to other operations but uh, you've got to take what practices you see which are a uh, would 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 fit to your operation um for example a uh, we i've i've learned more about the the sorghum we we have grown some bmr sorghum sedan in our farm this year um, and we're very, very happy with the milk response in the tank, uh, and think we might grow a little more next year. But um, we, we, uh, everyone is, uh, everyone is different. But um, yeah, uh, I guess those those are events that we have coming up that we would like people to attend or like people to see us. If you're in those events, we hope to have a booth there. So. Let's talk about the structure of the organization. So how is this set up um, with, with a board? How many people are on the board? Where do they come from? Um, how, how do things work? If I want to be a member, I kind of want to know how things are set up and, you know, how this all gets, gets rolling. So when we originally got this started and rolling there were about five of us that stood around in a corner we organized we had a couple of very very integral people that helped us that had been a part of other organizations in the past or currently involved in other associations with boards so having that set up we have a set of bylaws that were developed we have a nine board a nine member board right now uh, we're always looking for potential new board members, and we do have an opening at the moment. <laughs> so if anybody wants to be an integral part. Um, so we, we have a board of a, um, some hay growers and some industry uh, people like, like Jeff um, that are integral to a working in the industry. Um, a yeah it's a it's a small board and like we said we're looking for one opening right now but a we meet monthly um discuss ways to um make the organization a reach its goals uh we're still very new i would say that and a the the organization might have some changes along the way or might it's a it's it's going to be what our members make it ultimately the board is there to be the catalyst to get it going but our goal would be that our members a you know we've had some great discussion a at the central plains dairy expo we had probably 
it was probably 50% us talking and 50% uh, questions, 50% uh, discussion uh, of other people, like people that we'd never met before that had just came to this event to see to see us. And uh, that was very encouraging. I think there's definitely an appetite for um, more a uh, discussion uh, outside of the traditional agricultural space. Um, and we want to facilitate that. We want to, we want to give people a platform that they can uh, broadcast their practices, share what they're doing. Um, we, we want, we want what's, we want to be able to be a platform for forage growers, uh, people in the industry, um, and our board definitely helps uh, facilitate that. It's really a grassroots movement. You're you're starting from the ground up. You're starting with growers and people that have a lot of stake in the industry, and you're doing a great job. So that's really what that boils down to. I think the power to it also is the fact that, yes, we do have today a pretty healthy mix of some industry and um, individuals like David that run their own farms. They're not, you know, industrial companies in there, everything getting driven by that. So that has been a main focus for us that we stay grower focused, grower driven, and we do all of those right things for the right reasons. And it's not a big commercial. So that's been very important to us to make sure that we have not only dairymen, but cattlemen and anyone else that wants to be involved, commercial growers that might feed some of those enterprises as well. And we really encourage those families to become involved because really sometimes you don't know what you need to help with until they ask questions. And we need those people involved to drive our group in the right direction so we can reach our main goal. And that is basically to help the grower or the producer be better at what they do. So the more of that input and, and um, involvement that we can get from the community, I would say, and the grower aspect of things is really going to help this thing evolve and be even more special. So speaking of that, you guys mentioned you're going to, you know, be at events around the area this winter, um, trying to do a lot of outreach. You've got your annual, we're, we're recording this. It's going to come out after the, your um, big annual meeting here at the beginning of December. Um, if somebody wants to join and they don't just bump into you at one of these events, how, how do they get involved? How do they um, get to become a member? Yes, we have multiple ways that we can become involved. So we have a Facebook page that has a link um, at at NP Forage on Facebook, you can contact one of the board members. NPForage at gmail.com would be our email link right now. And then um, Sarah did not mention this, but she has been a very integral part of growing and developing this organization as well. Uh, so if you have her contact information, anybody can call her at 605 605- nine nine five seven three seven eight but you can contact any one of us we have entry forms and an online link through the the facebook page to get that done as well yeah uh, 
the the Facebook page. If you send a message there, um, we all we all follow that and respond to them. Um, if uh, we have a the dairy drum goon dairy has a Facebook page too. If you send a message through there, I I I, I read those too. Um, it it's a it's. It's great. It's 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 still very early. Um, we're looking for this. Say, uh, I know it'll be after. We'll be releasing this after annual meeting. I'm hoping that we have positive things to say about that post meeting. But um, we're we're looking for uh, a group to develop. We're looking for members. A uh, yeah. If if you if you have an interest, you're listening to this podcast. I'm guessing you have an interest in forage. If you're if you're if you're looking to broaden your horizon, planning which events to go to because there can be quite a, few, a hectic schedule of events that show up in the uh, area. Um, I would hope that this one piques your interest. Uh, this annual meeting, we have Dan Undersander coming, a very respected uh, alfalfa researcher out of Wisconsin, and uh, I'm very excited to hear what he has to say. Um, I, I think that the events I've gone to so far, I'm, I know I'm probably biased, but it's been I, I go to a lot of events. I can say that I go to dairy events. Uh, I go to a SDSU events. Sometimes it can feel like Jeff said, like a big commercial. I, I haven't felt that way at our events. I feel we've we we know what events should feel like. Uh, Jeff has probably put on more events than I can count, and uh, you know we we know what it wants to feel like, and we we put a lot of effort into making sure that it doesn't feel like it's a commercial environment. That it feels like you're there with your peers to discuss uh, topics that uh, intrigue uh, the, the broad spectrum of people in the industry. So, If someone is interested in the association, but you don't necessarily know that you want to commit to purchasing a membership, uh, I think it's safe to say on behalf of, of the board and, and Jeff and David that we would love to have you attend events. Um, and ask questions. And if you're just not in a place where you're ready to commit to being a member, you know, we're not going to turn you away. The whole goal here is to promote sustainable, quality, profitable forage production and provide a, a learning network for people. Uh, the only reason that there is a membership fee is so that the association can afford to operate. And right now, we should really say a big thank you to everybody who has sponsored events and items and really this organization could not exist and be where it's at today if it wasn't for the board, the support of many of the industry people on the board, and many other outside sponsors who have made sure that we can get off the ground and running. Uh, we do not have a, a grant backing us or anything like that. This kind of came out of out of nowhere. So uh, the generosity of sponsors and, and the membership fees are what's keeping this group moving. And if I remember correctly, I mean, those are pretty reasonable uh, when you look at what some membership fees for different organizations, uh, I would say you guys aren't trying to break the bank by any means. No, it's it's a $75 annual fee. And I know some groups are less and some are more. And again, uh, part of that is just to keep, to, to be able to exist, uh, we have to charge a little bit to be a member. And there's also an opportunity to be an associate member and so our associate members are businesses, and that's a little different fee structure and setup, um, but we have five right now, and we, we really, really appreciate their membership. Well, David, Jeff, thanks for taking some time to talk with us today. Um, 
I think this was really great information to get out to folks. I think um, hopefully if you're within the region, you're really considering joining the, the Northern Plains Forage Association. Um, if you're listening to this in another region, I hope it encourages you to uh, find a regional forage group or maybe consider starting one because, um, again, this conversation, I think, just demonstrated that it's not outside the realm of possibilities. The, the interest is there. If you can get some folks together, um, you know, we can make some of these things happen. And there's a lot of benefits to, to having a group like this and being involved in it. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Um, once again, thank you for joining us on the Forage Connection.